Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Happy 4th of July. Today is the uh, 4th of July, 2023. And this is my podcast number 151. We are at the three-year anniversary of my virtual coaching group, um, which is awesome. I've had over 280 people sign up, 26 states and one international. It's been great being a part of uh, everybody's journey, whether they're just starting out, wanting to improve their horsemanship, or at the 1D pro level. Um, I just really enjoy it. And members come and go. The group averages 100 to 130 members at all times um, that are in the group. And and some come and go based on their uh, competition seasons and things like that, or whatever happens in life. But some of them stay all the time, and I really enjoy uh, being a part of everybody. So anyways, I'm going to get right into today. Our topic is horsemanship. We're going to talk about principles and intuition. I have a couple questions to answer as well. I'm also going to mention the July challenges for mindset and skill as well. Um, as many of you know, uh, July... Uh, is uh, upon us and I talked about them last week but um, we'll get into that some more if you noticed in the group I shared some videos I'm also planning to do a summer series Um, in Florida we have nine really nice months to ride and three really hot humid months so it's really um, not much fun to have to turn a horse out for a month and then have to spend a month legging them up So a lot of times I recommend you just ride them three days a week um, and do 30 minutes. If you're not competing, just to keep them a little bit legged up and do it at eight in the morning or seven o'clock at night. And you can beat the, you know, the worst hot of the day, but still keep your horse a little bit fit. And um, so for the summer series in once a week, I will be putting in the group a video of the, um, a dry work or drill to do for the week. Last week was the big X's. This week is the three circle drill. So pay attention for the videos in there. I also put the July challenges for mindset and skill in there as well. I hope you guys took part of June's, the ride bareback one. Um, and a, a, a few of you did, so that's awesome. Uh, we had the personal best drawing for June and the winner was uh, Haley at Harper out of West Virginia with her horse, Cardi. So congratulations, Haley, and she took her prize of one free month in the group. So that's awesome. <clears throat> the other thing to remind you of is um, my summer schedule. I do lessons in the morning, like I had a two-hour lesson this morning, and then um, I'll be doing videos in the afternoons when it's too hot to want to be outside. Um, Mondays, we always celebrate personal bests and um, how people did over the weekend, uh, and also, you can ask your questions for Q&A. Tuesday is the Q&A, um, weekly Q&A. So make sure you send your questions in private or public in the group. Um, Wednesday, I'll usually share some sort of video tip. And then any day of the week, you can send your videos to be in uh, reviewed, critiqued. And that could be training or competition. Um, and uh, just make sure you tell me what arena, what horse, winning time, your time, and any concerns. Um, because I do get quite a few videos a week and it just makes it easier for me if I don't have to uh, guess and or have to research. So it, the, the more you can let me know what's going on, the better. I can do a better job for you so I know what I'm looking at. Um, 
I did a lot of videos uh, from Sunday and Monday for the group. I actually am caught up today, which is awesome since it's a holiday. I plan to get in my swimming pool and make me an adult beverage very soon. So I, <laughs> I, I'm waiting till it's like uh, after lunch at least. It's only 11 o'clock. So I thought I'd go ahead and do the Q&A and then uh, let myself have a little 4th of July celebration for me and um, Woodrow. So Woodrow's sleeping right now. He was out there for a two-hour lesson in that heat and, and knocked him out. So he's he and I are both enjoying the air conditioning now. So um, so I will be recommending different drills each week for July, August, and September. Um, and again, it's just to keep your horse a little bit tuned up, a little bit in shape. The questions that I had, um, these are actually more comments of things that happened last week, um, is for competition, you need to be able to get yourself in the zone in 10 seconds mentally. You don't want to be like psyching yourself out all the time. You just have to trust your preparation. You know, you prepare during the week. Um, you get to the barrel race. You sign up. You get a lay of the land. You know what your game plan is. You visualize your run. And then just kind of do your normal pre-run routine. But about 10 seconds before your run, you know, like the drag before your run, that's the time that you just block out all that outside noise and focus on your job. Um, if you ever watch the movie Kevin Costner for the love of the game or Bag uh, Beggar Vance, the golf movie, um, both of them talk about clearing the mechanism. Like they could clear out all the noise of the other uh, players, the spectators, uh, the anything and everything that's a distraction and just focus on the ball and the stick, you know, the golf club and the flag or, you know, whatever they, they could clear it all out. And it's the same for you. You need to be able to take a deep breath and clear out all the outside noise and just focus on riding your horse to their spots, communicating with them with, you know, the cues that you guys know to do because of your preparation that you've already done. So I just want you to keep that in mind. Uh, also, um, my goal personally is to help every horse and rider have a better relationship. It's so rewarding to me to see a horse and a rider have a stronger relationship of trust um, and communication of cues. And I love seeing that more than anything, more than people winning. I love to see that respect of a of solid relationship with a horse and a rider. Um, obviously, winning is a big part of, of what I do with barrel racing. It's mental, it's skill. But to me, uh, relationship comes first. So, um, so keep that in mind. Um, let me help you learn from my mistakes of my past, learn from my 30 years experience professionally. Uh, you know, I've been doing this since I was eight years old, but professionally since the early nineties and, um, you know, and might as well, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, you've, you have your own experiences and know what works right and what's wrong and what doesn't work. Um, so just keep that in mind as well. So, um, you know, I know people get really competitive at barrel races and, you know, I used to lose sleep. Um, if I hit a barrel, I'd be so mad or I'd be terrible to be around to drive home with or whatever. But I learned with experience and I hope this is something else I can teach you to learn to let it go. Like let yourself be upset. Reach down, pet your horse at the end of your run. Don't take it out on your horse because at this time you don't know if it was, you know, you, your horse or whatever. Um, and then, you know, have 15 minutes where maybe you look at your video or, or pictures or 
you know, calm down and evaluate your own, but then let it go. Learn from it, do your homework, go to the next one and have redemption. <clears throat> Don't let it ruin your life or experience because like the Tim McGraw song is, tomorrow never comes, you know, it really changes your perspective if you think this is your last day on earth. So, you know, it's just one run of many runs ahead of you. Don't let it ruin your relationship with your horse. Just learn from it and move on. So uh, the next thing I want to say is patience. A lot of times people get really upset because they don't have um, instant results with their horses. You know, it takes years. It truly does. It's a lifetime of learning. But with one horse, it can take years to get to that really super solid uh, process. And it takes longer if you're learning too versus a seasoned um, person that's been there, done that. And so number one, you need to acknowledge the changes that are needed. And number two, you just need to work at it with your homework. And then when you go to the competition, the rodeo, the jackpot, whatever, that's your test. So um, just think of it that way. And the third thing that I really want to mention, and I hate it, is excuses. Don't have, make a bunch of excuses. After your run, you know, if someone says good run, just say thank you. Even if you want to pick it apart 50 ways over. Um, don't blame your horse. Don't blame the ground. Don't blame others. Um, just learn from it. Move on and keep that barrel racing journal. Um, that's, it's really about that barrel racing log. You learn, you adjust, and you improve. So those are the things I want you to think about. So I'm going to get right into the uh, topic for today. Horsemanship princi principles and intuition. As I mentioned last week, um, there's many methods of training horses out there, um, but there's very few principles. So you really want to make sure that whatever resonates with you, you may go to many trainers and um, clinics over the years and you might see stuff you like, you might see stuff you don't like. That might happen when you're just at a barrel race and, and um, you have to decide, these are my principles, this is what I'm going to stick with. And then you need to trust that intuition that you have. And that is really going to be key to your relationship, to building a connection and success with your horse, in my opinion. Number one, you have to meet your horse where they are. Many of us know that if we haven't rode our horse in a week, sometimes they don't come out and behave themselves the way that they should. Or sometimes we have this plan to go grab a horse in the pasture, load them in the trailer, and head to the jackpot. And they run off and they don't let us catch them or they don't load in the trailer you have to meet your horse where they're at and you have to watch your emotions all the time. Horses know what we know um, before we know we are even thinking it. You know, they know what we're thinking before we know what we're thinking. They also know if you know or don't know, meaning if you know how to read their body language, if you know how to even read your own body language. So those are all things you really need to keep in mind when you're uh, going to get your horse, how you approach your horse. Do you come at them like a grizzly bear or do you come at them relaxed and, um, you know, mirroring them? Do you just rush them into the trailer or do you take your time and communicate with cues? Um, did you prepare to load them before the, the day of the event? All of those things, the same in the saddle. Some days you get on, you have this plan, you're going to work barrels. Well, shoot, they're not even flexing their face or moving their shoulder. So the whole day you just spend the whole ride just working on moving their shoulder and getting their nose. So sometimes you just have to meet them where they're at. That's my number one principle there. The second principle is you've got to be patient and end calmer than they begin. So let's say you start working with your horse and they start getting hot or goofy. 
um, then you need to go do some groundwork or some face flexing in the saddle, some circle work, you know, disengage hindquarters, whatever. Do things, desensitizing, sack them out, whatever, where that when you're done with your ride, they're actually calmer than the way that you started your ride. It should never be a, a worse situation. There is no room for anger or lack of patience in horses. If you get find yourself getting mad, just tie them up, go get yourself a drink, and sit in the shade and calm down for a few minutes, and then go back at it with a new plan. Number three, relationship um, should be based, in my opinion, on love, trust, respect, communication of cues, making the wrong thing difficult and the right thing easy. Um, that's what my entire program is based on. Today, a client was supposed to be here at 8, and they are only, thank God, a mile away. They couldn't load their, uh, it was actually a mule that came for a lesson. Um, they want to do barrels and poles on their mules. And, you know, where I grew up in California, I went to mule days in Bishop, California. And, Ben, I've seen mules do everything from pole carriages to English, Western, you name it. Um, they do it all. So I was totally game for it. But, she, again, she hadn't loaded this mule in a month and um, and tried to do it that morning. It had nothing to do with it. So, I offered to come see, you know, because I wanted to see how she communicated with him. So when I got there, she was lunging him in a rush and he pulled and got away from her. So I took and slowed everything down. We took one step at a time, maintained control. There is no way. This is a half Pergeron, a half, you know, so this horse is Pergeron horse crossed with a donkey or whatever to get the mule. So it's a big one. I mean, it's as big as a draft horse mule and it's strong. So there's no way she or I are going to hold that mule if it wants to go. So we did one step at a time, forward, stop, put front feet in, back out, front feet in, back out, circle, come back. And we spent 15 minutes, but he got in on a cue and um, and was good. So then we drove to my house and we did our lesson. We did groundwork and then in the saddle and then bathed him, rinsed him off, cooled him off, and then went to go load again. It only took five minutes this time. So it was better. And we did the same principles. So again, um, you know, it's just a matter of using that horsemanship technique. And I don't care if it's a mule. I don't care if it's an Arabian. I don't care if it's the best of the bloodlines of barrel horse I ever saw. I'm going to treat them all the same because it works. Now, mules can be stubborn when they don't get their way and they don't like to be treated unfairly. This is the first mule I've worked with since one many, many years ago in Colorado but um, I still use the same concepts. And we rewarded the heck out of him when he was a good boy. And you could tell he wanted to be a good boy. He really wanted to be a good boy. And, um, and he appreciated us being kind to him. But, you know, we also had to be firm and have boundaries. So we did, like I said, quite a bit of groundwork before saddle work. And it went beautifully. So barrels and poles were her end goal, but certainly not the beginning goal. So we just met our mule where he was today. Okay, so anyways, um, the next one is number four. Um, make it fun for your horses. Play games with your horses. On the ground, it can be left, right, forward, back. You can squeeze them between a barrel and a fence or um, go over, you know, uh, ground poles. Um, you can ride bareback. You can, uh, you know, just make it fun. You can do side passing over things, um, like I mentioned, ground poles. In the saddle, you can do the head left, right, and down. You can teach the head down cue on the, in, on the ground. On the saddle, you can do obstacles, do some fun trail rides. Um, 
you know, just kind of change things up. Don't give them the same old boring thing all the time. Make your make it fun, but also make that fun something that's beneficial, like the squeeze game where you put them between a fence and a post. That's going to help if you have something that's claustrophobic about horse trailers or um, yielding body parts. That's going to come in handy on the pattern, but your horse is just thinking that you're doing something new and, and it has to learn, you know, um, so it just make it fun. And number five, uh, choose where the horse is going to work and where the horse is going to rest. So you, we all know that horses like to get back to their buddies or the horse trailer or the alleyway. Um, so those are the places where you, maybe you wouldn't rest them. Maybe you'd rest them at the other end of the arena or the other end of the pasture, not next to their buddies or the alleyway, right? Uh, or you could rest in the alleyway because that's the launching pad area, but maybe not let them rush back to the trailer or rush out of the arena. Rather stop at the mouth of the arena and face the third barrel and relax. So that's what that's that's important right there because again, you're kind of like having like a teenager um, where you want to make your idea their idea without them knowing that you're making your idea their idea, but you can't force them. It, otherwise, it just gets worse. And um, so number six, have a plan and the tools that you plan to use. Um, so like for me, I like to have an O-ring or a side pull with some split reins for all my slow work. Um, on my groundwork, I like to have a rope note, a rope knot halter with a rope that's got a good weight to it, about 14 feet long, so I can do my groundwork. I like to have my competition bit and my short reins um, as well. I like to have like a slicker and a flag and a whip with a, 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 a string on the end of the whip to desensitize my horse with um, plastic bags. Um, those are all things that I like to have that I can see what my horse can and can't do. Um, so make sure you have your plan and have your tools. Number seven, set your horse up for seven, I'm sorry, set your horse up for yes answers. So don't like take them from first grade to college, you know, pre prepare them. So you wouldn't immediately expect them to do flying lead changes if they can't even pick up their lead. You wouldn't expect them to pick up their lead in a straight line if they can't pick it up in a circle. So again, A, B, C, you know, set it up from first grade, second grade, third grade. Don't put them in college if they're not ready. Number eight, um, change one thing at a time so you know what's working and what's not. And also, it's easier for a horse. Keep it simple, silly, the kiss theory. You know, by keeping it simple one thing at a time, it's easier for a horse to learn that way as well. Um, keep your cues precise and simple, you know, apply pressure release, you know, um, they are looking for the release. The release is when they learn they got the right answer. Number nine, anticipation. Anticipation with horses can either be your best friend or your worst enemy. And what I mean by that is we want our horses to understand the pattern, right? So we teach them the pattern. We do repetition. We do muscle memory with everything, whether it be um, face flexing, leg yielding, uh, when to rate the barrel, when to turn the barrel. So we want them to do it, uh, understand it and do it. But it can also become a worse enemy because they start to know that you're going to ask for a rollback right here or ask to turn a barrel right here or ask to stop right here. So you have to find a happy uh, medium of of teaching a horse a pattern, but also teaching a horse to focus on the cue. And that's really important about anticipation. Um, anticipation, like I said, can be good and it can be bad. Number 10, do the opposite when you're stuck. So what I mean by that is um, if you can't get your horse in the trailer, 
then just get one step forward. Get them just to smell the trailer. And then if you think they're going to take a step back, you back them if, in, sooner than they do. So let's say I got two front feet in and I know they're going to back out in one second and a half a second, I say back. And then I go walk a circle and come back and do it again. So it's the same thing in this in the barrel pattern or we're, I'm working on basics. Um, if I'm just struggling with getting a roll back, I'll go walk a circle um, and then do a loose rainbow and then try to do the rollback again. Or I might, instead of a rollback, I'll do squares with just a 90 degree turn instead of a 180 and make it simpler. So whenever you're stuck, try to do the opposite. So if they're not wanting to yield their front, front end, then just work on their back end for a little while and then move to the front end. Um, you know, just you really have to just think think outside of the box when you're working with horses by just staying and doing the same thing over and over that's and that's the definition of crazy if you expect a different result correct so that's why we have to do the opposite sometimes or change things up number 11 um, the use of your aids timing and feel is the most important thing um, when training horses and it's hard to teach some people are naturals at it some people have to learn it and timing and feel comes through your five cues. You need to know when there be times you might want to separate them, and sometimes you will combine them. And that could be where you look, um, your eyes, your voice, your body, your hands, your legs. Those are your five cues. Sometimes you'll use all five. Sometimes you may use only one or two. And those are parts that you're going to be controlling with timing and feel with the use of your aids is the head, the neck, the shoulder, the ribs, and the hip. And all of that's going to connect to the brain. And then you're going to even get better at your horsemanship and no hoof placement, knowing that if I pick up this rein, I can move the left front foot here. If I pick up this rein, I can move the right front. Or if I use this leg here, I can move the hind left, you know, that kind of thing. And you can start doing hoof placement. Know what lead you're on without having to look down. You can feel it. All those things. I know people that are running barrels that don't even know what lead they're on. That's not being a horseman. Try to be a horseman. Learn all that stuff. Be the best horseman you can for your horse. Number 12, um, relationships are super important. You need to know your horse. If I had to sell one of my horses, they would come with a huge manual because I know everything they like and dislike. Would someone need it? Probably not, but they could probably figure it out. But why make them figure it out when I know what they like and dislike? So it's your intuition. You know when your horse feels good, when you, you know what your horse does when they're resting, when they're at play, when they're uh, riding. Um, if you start noticing your horse cocking a leg more often or stretching out like they have to pee but they don't pee or, or not eating like they did or their pee or poop changes or their water or hay intake changes, their sweating or breathing changes, you know all these things about your horse and your gut in your intuition is going to tell you. So all of these things I talked about, all these 12 things, all of these things are your principles, but they're also your intuition. Your intuition will tell you when something's going to work or not going to work or when you need to change things up. So have your principles, but also trust that gut where you know your horse, you've got that relationship. And like I said, if it's a new horse, like I met that mule for the first time today, I have no experience with mules. But I met him in a fair place and I was a fair leader. So he it went great. It was a perfect lesson. Um, 
and it built his confidence and I'm sure next week will be even better and she's going to come every week so that's great I have quite a few regulars that come every every week um, every morning before the heat and I love it I love seeing their progress and their foundations get better you know and sure they can go compete and have fun on the weekends but during the week we're really working on horsemanship and foundation and improving the rider's cues and the horse's basics and um to me that's uh that that's a, gets me excited to get out of bed and go do a lesson even if it's 90 out so i started the uh personal best drawing for july i already have four names on it that's awesome and then uh we did the drawing for june which was 23 names and one of you had four personal bests and one of you had two personal bests so that's exciting and like i said Haley and cardi uh cardi won it so that's awesome so I want to go ahead and finish up this uh, this podcast. It's a shorter podcast, but I want to do two things here um, as I finish up uh, here. One thing I want you all in earlier in the year, I told you you need to have a barrel racing log and set your goals for the year. But I also mentioned today that you need a 10, second, 10 seconds to get yourself in the zone. But some people can't do that. So you need to know when you're in your go or no-go zone. Sometimes you need to get back to the trailer, get off your horse, and just stay calm, breathe. And I would make a one-minute or 60-second positive sprint. I'm going to do one for you now, and I want you to write your own. And this is, don't, don't forget that mental game is literally half of your competition once you get your skill down. So never doubt how important your mental game is to your relationship with your horse. So your 60-second sprint that I have written, um, and I hope everyone has written their own, but if you haven't, here's one I wrote out. And I think you should say it every day until it becomes a habit or say it before every barrel race, whatever works for you. Because what we say, we believe. And I put a tip out this week also, which I think is important. Um, your thoughts... And your visions, what you have images in your brain, are really important. So if I say to you, don't hit a barrel, the first thing you're going to do is see yourself hitting a barrel. But if I say to you, ride to your spots, or if I say to you, drive your horse two hands in the hole, that's going to be a much better image for your mind. And that's a positive thought. It's positive words. It's a positive image. So anytime a negative creeps into your brain, an image, a thought, or even a word you say out loud, change that negative to a positive and pay attention to yourself that you're doing it. And it could be anything. It can be, you know, oh, instead of saying I'm fat, you can say, well, I've lost six pounds and I'm getting fit. Um, I'm eating healthier. Say things like that. I have more weight to lose, but I've already lost six pounds. And, you know, I'm saying six because that's how many I've lost, but it's hard. Let me tell you, the older you get, the harder it is. And, um, Anyhow, that's not the point of this, but <laughs> I went way left there for a second. But but anyways, the um, uh, just whatever it is, it, it can be with your horses. It can be the way you talk about yourself, your goals, your dreams, whatever. Uh, you know, I'm smart. I'm, you know, I'm this and that. I can, I can do this. You know, I can train a horse. I can win a buckle. I can be a circuit champion. I can make it to the rodeo finals. You know, you have to... Just talk positive so so anyways you can write down here that um this is going to be my year i am excited i'm optimistic i feel positive and confident i'm healthy i'm resilient i know the hard times uh will come and they great times will come back 
Hard times come, and but great times come back again. My horse is amazing. I love my horse. Our bond is tighter than ever. Our training is going great. My horse feels great. Ever since I joined TLC, I've noticed something shifting. I see my goals and dreams clearly. I believe in myself and my horse. I love the peace I feel when it's just me and my horse. Horses are my happy place. I know I can reach my goals and dreams because I feel things shifting. I say them out loud. I pray about them. I do the work daily. I'm motivated, inspired, and disciplined. I embrace challenge, change, and learning new things. I'm a great horse person, barrel racer. I My horse is a great horse. I surround myself with positive people. I love trying and doing new things. I'm happy and in control of my thoughts no matter what happens around me. I visualize what I want, but and I believe it will happen. I love my lifestyle. I love the daily journey with my horse and barrel racing. I feel things shifting, and I know my goals and dreams will come true. I ride with heart. So that's mine that I wrote for you, but I want you to write your own. So keep that in mind. And I'm going to go ahead and close now, and I'm just going to close with a daily prayer. So this 4th of July is Independence Day. It's when uh, America became America, separating from, I think, it was Great Britain. So, um, you know, it, it's pretty awesome that we live in this, this country. And um, so I just want to say uh, thank you, Lord, uh, for all of our blessings. Forgive us of any of our sins. Um, may we always lead our life with love. Um, I pray that you know my heart, my hope, and my dreams. As I work hard, um, may I have faith in you and what is meant to be will be and that you are always there for me. I pray for my family, my friends, my TLC family, and Lord, help me be the best that I can be. In Jesus' name, amen. So thanks for tuning in with me on this holiday, 4th of July. As always, ride with heart and God bless.